Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Rooted with Yams, a podcast where we talk about all things womanhood, where we are getting rooted in who we are and empowering ourselves to achieve the maximum reach of our branches. This is a space where we can just, you know, talk it out and air it out as we are figuring out how to be the woman we aspire to be now in the present. said a five-part series, but we are going to condense these last two parts into one. So this is our last episode in the series. I'm sorry. Um, I will explain later if I have time at the end, but life, y'all, life happens. And this is going to be the last episode to this five-part series. So let's scratch that, turn it into a four-part series, okay? But I won't cheat y'all on the content Um, I have notes on part four and on part five. We're just going to combine it and make it brief and a condensed of a condensed version of the two. All right. So, boom, we have been calling this unlocking the keys to your womanhood. Right. Keyword underline highlight your. And for the past three episodes, we talked about kind of external factors, I guess you could say, or like more physical um, outward factors that contribute to unlocking our womanhood. But this week in this episode, I want to talk about two more internal factors that um, kind of allow us to really personalize our womanhood and personalize our growth and this journey of ours. So yeah, we're going to get into it or whatever. Um, like I said, we're combining what would have been, you know, part four and part five into just this finale, I guess you could say. And yeah, hopefully um, these last two keys allows you to kind of dialogue with yourself better and figure out your passions, your likes, your dislikes, your interests, Um a little bit better and really puts you in a mindset and a place where you can figure out your role and your functioning in society and in your environment. You feel me? All right. So the main theme, I guess the main purpose of these next two keys are pretty much to channel our inner thoughts, our inner passions, our inner drives, channel them into purpose channel them into meaningful outpour. And hopefully that'll make more sense as I ramble, <laughs> you know, as I do what I do. But yeah, that's the that's the idea of these next two points. So it's not even too bad that I'm combining them because they follow the same kind of trend. Basically, an opportunity for you to use your innate characteristics to discover your outward purpose and your your reach. Hey, let's bring it all back. Okay. Okay. The reach of our branches, maximizing our potential and our womanhood. (laughs) You know, it's all, 
We just did a whole 360 right there. But anyways, the first one here, a.k.a. part four to our five-part series, a.k.a. part 4A to our four-point series. You know what it is. Right here, this major key is to be involved. Volunteer serve, okay? Live your life selflessly, okay? Serve your community, serve your family, serve others around you, serve your friends, your siblings, all that. Have a heart of a servant and it'll turn into good for you, sis. And pretty much this came to me based off of the fact that as women, we are already predisposed to having a nurturing spirit or a tendency to put the needs of others before ourselves. That's kind of already part of our genetic makeup, you know? So by serving and volunteering, this simply gives us guidance on how to direct these innate characteristics. This is a major key alert. Basically, with the way women are made up by our genetic composition, some traits that we have naturally, we need to make sure we're putting them to good use or else we are going to either be taken advantage of or feel really useless and helpless in this life that we live. Because we, we since we do have this desire to serve and this desire to take care of others, we need to channel that into a space that will get the good and the best out of that. We need to channel that into a space where it, we won't be taken advantage of and it'll be an opportunity for us to grow and serve at the same time, not just serve, serve, serve and not grow. Does that make sense? Like if we neglect this um, opportunity that we have to be involved and to serve others, we can risk misunderstanding our gifts and our talents. If we're not intentional about where we serve and how we volunteer and how we give back to others, not I'm not just talking like community service or like volunteering at the Boys and Girls Club. I mean like serving your friends and in relationships and our day-to-day encounters, right? We don't want to have a misunderstanding of our gifts and our talents. We don't want to be putting our God-given traits into the wrong hands. We don't want to do that. And at the same time, we we have these gifts and we have these traits for a reason. And when you do serve and when you volunteer from the goodness of your heart, it's a form of self-discovery. It's a form of, of growth and it serves as a revelation or insight to your purpose. I know so many people like my age, I guess, what are we, young adults or whatever, early 20s, even older than that, up to like mid 30s, late 30s, it's all about like our biggest struggle, our biggest aspiration. We're always reaching toward uh, finding our purpose, finding our role in in this community and on this earth, right? So we need to be able to serve others to discover that purpose, to discover that responsibility that we have, and to do it in an effective way so that we're not taking advantage of and we're not misusing our gifts and our talents. Tell me more, tell me more, did you get very far? Another benefit of serving and volunteering in our community is that it keeps us in balance. It reveals to us our priorities 
and what we can handle and what we can't handle. For example, I used to work in a space that taught me how to serve and had a lot of leadership responsibilities on me. So it was a servant position, like the whole organization, you know, nonprofit deal. And it was a great experience, very humbling and a perfect opportunity to serve the community and get paid at the same time. But there was so much leadership responsibility in the role. And that's something that I didn't really anticipate. Something that through that experience, through serving in that capacity, I learned how I should be treated as a leader, how I should present myself in order to be received as an authoritative figure, in order to be received with respect and understanding for like my mission, my purpose, or whatever I needed to do or delegate. And without that experience, without me putting myself out there and serving before like giving this responsibility as a leader, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't understand um, what I can and can't do. I wouldn't understand my my limits, you know? So when you don't understand your limits, that's when you find the girls in the situation where they're taken advantage of. Oh, like, I cook for this dude all the time. He don't even appreciate me. Or when you just give, 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 and people are just calling you, asking you for stuff. Like, because you haven't you haven't explored the reach of your limits. And you can only do that through um, serving, through putting yourself out there as a servant and putting yourself in different spaces and different like environments to serve people. You can't just be, you know, like you can't be isolated. You have to, you have to dabble in different arenas. You feel me? You have to see, okay, how can I gain respect from this crowd? Like I want to serve them, but I also don't want to be taken advantage of. It's just trial and error, if that makes sense. But the main thing is to go out there and serve. As women, we have we have so much to offer. Like I said, it's innate in our genetic makeup to be nurturing and to serve, but we're not a service to everyone. We're not a service to the world. And I know so many women, so many of my friends who have felt like, and me personally, felt like I've been taken advantage of, felt like um, my goodness in my heart, my genetic makeup has been taken for granted and people want to think that I'm a service to everyone, but that's not the case. You are not available to everybody. You're not just, um, there. Okay. You need to find out where your purpose lies and that comes through serving. And once you find out where your purpose lies, when someone wants to take from your nurturing characteristics, your loving traits, and your your humble heart, when someone wants to take from that, you can see if what they're asking for aligns with your purpose, aligns with what you truly have to offer them because you have discovered what you do have to offer people and what you don't have to offer people. Y'all feel me? So I do want to challenge us to be very involved, um, whether that's socially, politically, in our church, with our families, um, just find means, find ways to interact with people on a daily basis and not just from a, like a casual standpoint, but in a way that you are able to serve people because you do have a gene to serve people. So you got to test it out, you know, see where does my servant, where does my nurturing gene 
play the most effective role. That's how we can sort of figure out our purpose. Does this make sense? I hope it makes some sense. To me, looking at it as I wrote it down, it made a lot of sense. I was just writing and writing and writing. And now after saying it out loud, I'm like, I really, I really hope that makes sense. But we're just going to go on to the next one, a.k.a. part five to the five-part series, a.k.a. part 4B to the four-part series, a.k.a. part two to the grand finale of our Major Keys series. Okay. Okay, so the next point that I have is to write. Escribir. To write, to write, to write. And I have learned this. I've always been someone who just kind of writes ever since I was little. Oh my goodness. I My mom found so many letters that I've written to her. I'm so embarrassed. But ever since I could write, I've always journaled. Always. When I got to college, like I didn't do it every day like I used to. But I have like a suitcase filled of journals. And what I've learned about myself through writing or what I use writing for is pretty much a place of self-exploration. Now that I'm a little bit older and have taken a little bit of classes, I can put some words to what I think I've been doing all my life. And that's pretty much having just internal discussions, conflict, resolution, dialogues, with myself. Now, in previous episodes, we talked about having friends, like talking to your friends, how that's important to maximizing your womanhood. Are they really mowing the lawn right now? I guess that's going to be in the background. Damn. Anyways, okay. What was I saying? What was I saying? Writing is pretty much like soul exploration. It's sort of like talking through a topic with someone else to get more insight and perspective, like we've talked about before, how that's important. But it allows you to do that with your psyche and with all the different beings that live within you. When you write, or let me say when I, when I write, I get to write. Um, And pretty much like the left side of my brain gets to argue with the right side of my brain. You know, the creative part of me, which is very, very shy, very timid, gets to argue with the mathematical, analytical side of me, you know, which is sometimes very loud, very vocal, very boom in your face. Okay, so um, writing is just a place where those two sides of my brain get to argue it out. When I write... You know, I get to I get to have a dialogue. My id gets to really fight with my super ego. And my my ego part of me just be sitting in the middle like, mm, yep, good point. Mm, yeah, 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 good point. Mm, girl, but you know you want it. But mm, yes, girl, you, you should just wait. Girl, don't do that. No, yes, do it. But why? Why does this keep happening to you? Is that fair? Why are you so mad at her? Did she? Why are you so mad at him? Why are you not mad at him? You know, my id, 
and my super ego just get to go at it on paper. And most of the time, the things that my id and my super ego be going at with each other, it sounds crazy out loud. Absolutely crazy. So in order to have this discussion, it has to be in isolation and on paper. Because I'm not trying to be checked into a mental institution. Not yet. I'm not ready for that. Okay. So this internal dialogue, having it out on paper, helps me uncover like the core, the root of the issue. It helps me just get, get somewhere with my thoughts. Because these train of thoughts, they are not on any type of tracks. They just be running into each other going through loops and loops and turns, just making circles around the freeway, underpasses, overground railroads, underground railroads, all sorts of destinations these trains are going. But when I write, it's like I'm laying out tracks for my train of thought. And even if it is crazy, girl, at least it gets uncovered and revealed through my writing. You know, even if my thoughts are like literally crazy and make no sense and I'm really just in my head for real, for real, at least I get to look back in it and be like, girl, what? (laughs) Like, what? Like, are you serious? This is what you were stressed about or this is how you're thinking or you really thought it would be that bad or you really didn't think this was anything serious. So Stuff like that. I think writing is a way for me to just dialogue with myself internally and put my train of thoughts on track. They need to be on a track. Y'all ever seen a train not on the tracks? It don't exist. Trains are supposed to be on tracks. And I really do think that's why they call it a train of thought. I need to look that up. But anyways, another good thing about writing is that it's an opportunity for you to visualize your plans and your goals and your purpose. Why would you not want to visualize that? We can't always just say, oh, I want to do this. I can't wait to do this. This is this is old news. Y'all already know like when you there's something about putting your thought to paper that makes it more tangible. So being able to visualize your plans, your goals, your purpose, something that it might be speaking to you, being able to visualize it, is taking it from your brain to the paper that really just brings it to life. I really don't know how to explain it, but y'all already know it's true because y'all be making vision boards and decorating your planners and really putting like nice fancy quotes on your notebooks and stuff. So y'all know, y'all know there's a method behind the madness. I don't got to tell you. This is a major key alert. Writing is another key, like I said, Um, that helps us internalize our womanhood and bring out our strengths and allows us to discover and uncover the reach of our branches. Just like being involved in volunteering. You see how I brought that back full circle? Okay. And it's a reason why I use my physical planner and calendar and journal. Like, If I have one class, right, in my backpack, it's not just that one notebook for the class. No. I have... That, my planner, my journal, just in case someone tries to like really drive me crazy that day. And then I have like another, not really a journal, a personal journal, but just an ideas journal. Like I like to keep those separate. For example, my podcast journal is kind of where like I carry that around everywhere just in case I get an idea. 
And then like my reflection journal is different. I won't put podcast stuff in my reflection journal, if that makes sense. And then I have my calendar. Like if there's just, I don't know why noise wants to interrupt, but I'm sorry. If just there's tasks and stuff, I have my calendar, my planner, all of these I have physical forms of just because I need to see things on paper. It really brings them to life for me. So there were our last two major keys to unlocking our womanhood. And they have everything to do with just taking a look at your inside, having discussion dialogue with your inside and bringing them out. When it comes to volunteering and serving, you're bringing out your gifts and learning how to channel them, learning how to place them in the right arena. Then when it comes to writing, you're having, um, this dog keeps barking, I'm sorry. But when it comes to writing, you are going back inward and dissecting your thoughts, your trains of thoughts. You're going through them, you're analyzing them, you're being critical. And even if you think you're not, like even if you're just venting on paper, you when you look back at it, that's that is your analysis stage, okay? So being able to do that helps you get a sense of who you are. Again, back to purpose. It reveals to you what you're you're concerned about, what you're anxious about, what you're not concerned about, um, what you're loving at the moment, what you're hating at the moment. It It's literally a mirror. You're able to go back, see how you've grown, how you've changed, and you're able to discover who you really are and what really irks you, what really, you know, stimulates different moods in your life or whatever. So writing, y'all, is a major key, I believe, to unlocking your womanhood and serving the community, serving and volunteering is a major key to unlocking your womanhood, one, and also unlocking your purpose. Those two things go hand in hand. But yeah, That's about it, y'all. I had to combine these two because I have really been going through a lot of things, um, a lot of physical things that, like, I'm just very grateful to God because I do not ever know what tomorrow brings. And so with that being said, I'm going to also take a little sabbatical. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I shouldn't call it a sabbatical because I'm not going to be like in Israel meditating or praying or nothing, but I'm taking a little time off from the podcast uh, for a month. I'll be back in September. So this month of August, y'all, the best thing y'all could do for me is just keep me in your prayers uh, because God has really revealed to me that, you know, things are just never in my control. So yeah, I'm going to take this month of August to get my life back in order, okay? I'll be doing a lot of writing, a lot of all the stuff we talked about in these major keys. Um, Yeah, I'll see y'all in September, and I promise I'll come back with an update and all that good stuff. You know what? I'm going to come back with a revamped, a new face, a new, exciting, new introduction. Let's, let's, This will be the end of season one of Rooted with Yams, okay? We're going to come back very strong. We're going to come back with new everything, okay? New intro, new release dates, 
new news, maybe new contact, maybe new segments, okay? Just be ready, y'all. Be ready. So I'm going to release this episode for you guys. You know, it's going to come the last Sunday of July, so it should be ready for you guys. And this gives you a whole month to catch up with any episodes you haven't listened to. Also, you guys, this is some good news and some bad news tied together. The good news is, let me start with the bad news. I got one of my episodes deleted. Um, Yeah, it got deleted for like copyright or plagiarism or something like that because I was using, you know, songs, downloaded songs in the the podcast, which I kind of knew was not... Okay, like I actually I wholeheartedly knew that that was wrong, but um, I was just like, this is just my little old radio show, my little podcast with two listeners and myself. Who's going to listen to this? Really? Who? And Elizabeth was telling me that with YouTube, they kind of scan it as soon as you upload, kind of like turnitin.com. So it scans automatically that second. You will know if you have any copyrighted material. But with this, with podcasts, at least the way I upload my stuff, it doesn't. So I was just doing whatever I want, thinking someone would have to be looking at this podcast and listen to the whole thing and really be dissecting it and analyzing it and having a lot of tabs on their computer open to be able to, to find me out, you know? So I thought I could be sneaky, but I got caught, y'all. So the good news to that means that someone actually did have to listen to it. And I did have enough listens to that episode and to actually a lot of my earlier episodes that, you know, it it, it signaled a flag. So I was kind of happy. I was like, yay, like this had enough listens to be like a matter of, you know, there's enough people listening. You can't just be doing whatever you want. So coming back with season two, I'm going to be following all the rules um, like like I should have been from the beginning. But the episode that got deleted was Girlfriends. So I'm going to re-upload it as well. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to put in that long minute that I had just of Kanye West. I don't know what song it was playing, but it was a whole minute of it, and that's illegal. So... I don't know what I'll put in that minute, but I'll cut it out and re-upload it for y'all. And it's back to school season. Oh, it wasn't Girlfriends. It was um, the episode Brand New Degree. This is for you. Basically with me, Abigail, and Andrell. Andrell, Abigail, and myself. Or is it me, Abigail, and Andrell? Andrell, Abigail, and I. Whatever. Y'all know what it is. It was that one where we're talking about all the the woes to life after graduation. So I'm going to re-upload that for y'all. And it's appropriate, perfect timing, because it's August, which is back-to-school season, kind of. You know, if you follow the genetic code, the official start code on is AUG, because we go back to school in AUG August. So it's a perfect episode for back to school. Uh, I'm so embarrassed that I said that. But Y'all have a y'all have a blessed, blessed life, okay? Enjoy your month of August, and I will enjoy mine too as much as I can. Use this month to email me at rootedwithyams at gmail.com all the things you would like to have discussed on this podcast, any questions, challenges, advice if you see that I am so fit. Um <laughs> 
anything regarding women's health, women communities, anything prominent to being a woman in today's society, send it to me. I'd love to talk and explore different topics with you guys, but what do y'all want to hear, you know? Let me know, and if I don't have much to say about it, y'all know I'll bring a guest. So, yeah, do that, do that, do that, or whatever, okay? Bye-bye.